They're back on the Football Outside the Box podcast, where we discuss the past, the present, and the future of football. World Cup 2022 off to a flyer. And boy, this World Cup was full of shocks, yo. Starting off with Group A, we had our two favorites, Netherlands and Senegal, who were expected to come out on top. But boy, Qatar, one sock. You had mentioned Qatar to be someone that we look out for as an Asian representative. And as the host, they, in fact, disappointed not only themselves, but FIFA as a whole. What are your thoughts on their performance here? It was, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it a shock. I mean, they were the underdogs, right? But it's disappointing, but we had three teams from the AFC progress the next round. So I don't think I'm complaining too much, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, we'll get to that later, but Qatar was very disappointing, yeah. One standout player in this group, Theo, I want to hear your thoughts on Cody Gakpo. What do you think about his rise in price after this World Cup? I mean, it must be, a lot of teams must be after him after this World Cup. You, for sure. You as an Arsenal fan, you should be interested in this guy, for sure. I know that. That's why you're mentioning his market cap after this World Cup, for sure. Yeah, what a hell of a player, man. I mean, he's not a striker, and he's scoring every goal for every goal that, that Holland needed so far. So kudos to him. What a hell of a player. And uh, you mentioned in the previous episode that Netherlands doesn't have the, not the striker that they'd actually need. And Memphis Depay, Depay is not going to be the guy. But maybe they don't need a number nine. Maybe they actually need a number eight who can score goals. You know, let's see how far they can go. Yeah, Gakpo is proving to be that go-to goal scorer that we're talking about was a necessary component for any team to go on and win this World Cup. So... Let's see how far they can go. They play USA next. And speaking of USA, they did make it out the group. It was a scrape, but they did. How do you think that they are going to match up here against Netherlands in the next round as they were able to nick second in Group B? Well, it depends. I do have high hopes for the U.S. After watching the U.S.-England game, I was very impressed with how they played. They were pressuring on and off the ball. They were they were pressuring England all the time. You know they they controlled the game in my view. They didn't let uh, England play the way they wanted to, and they had more chances to score goals. So given that Netherlands is gonna be as strong as uh, of an opponent like England was, I feel like they do have high odds of beating Netherlands. Oh, for sure, Netherlands are the higher favorites in this uh, clash. But I do see the U.S. having chances of beating them for sure. You know. If they get a tie, maybe they can get a goal in the extra time. If Pulisic scores a goal like, the, like he did against Iran, you know, uh, it depends on how well they're going to be as a team, as a collective. But I do think they can uh, surprise us again. But let's see. You know, it's going to be an interesting match to watch. Yeah, hopefully Pulisic is fit for that one. We know he came off with a, an injury scare at the end of the Iran match. Once out, what are your thoughts about the team who won this group? England, my personal favorites in this World Cup. Two wins and a draw, right? So good results. So I guess there's not much I can say. 
but like but like Theo mentioned against America, not that impressive. And they they do face Senegal, who came second behind Netherlands. I think they'll have enough to get through. Um, Harry Kane is is the key for this team. Senegal don't really have the firepower up front necessarily. I mean, they came up big in the last game against Ecuador, and they beat them 2-1, uh, thanks to a goal from Koulibaly. I think they'll have enough to get through uh, against Senegal. But I, they're going to face France in the next round, most likely. And France, we'll get to it later, but surprisingly, they look good. Go ahead. Uh, what are your thoughts here, Noah? Do you think that Senegal opposes any threat, any actual threat to England squad? I actually disagree with one sack here. I thought England played well. I know that in the USA match, they did look kind of slow. I thought USA played a very good game in that one, though. I don't think people are giving them enough credit on how well that they pressed, especially at the start. And England went completely different than what everybody thought. Everybody thought they were going to go five at the back, understandably. Southgate was doing that. But look, now he's gone to four at the back. Change up the style. Bellingham is getting very much involved, and he's playing a huge role in this one. And I was impressed with how he was able to shake things up and include Foden in the match against Wales and Rashford and look at their contributions. I'm not sure Rashford is going to play and start in the rest of the matches coming up, but look at that. You can just see the quality that they have. You can see the depth that they have. And I think it's going to be too much to handle for Senegal. Great comments. Uh, And what you said is key. Adaptation is definitely key. And given that you kind of criticized uh, Southgate last time, Monsak, uh, what's your what are your thoughts here? What do you think about uh, Southgate's participation in this first uh, stage? I think I think the biggest thing they have going for them is is it's definitely the experience. They made the the semifinals. They made the finals. The last two tournaments. So hey, I mean maybe he learned something, right? Who would have expected them to put six past Iran? And three past Wales. You know, Wales, We were before that game, we were expecting them to put up a fight because, um, albeit very low odds, they still had a chance to go get through if they beat England by a healthy margin. So, yeah, I'll, I'll give him credit for, for the results and his seemingly more attacking approach, at least in the group stages. Now, we'll see whether he goes back to the pragmatic approach in the, in the tournament. I don't think he'll need to against Senegal, but... I can easily see him going back to his pragmatic approach against most likely France in, in the quarterfinals. But we'll see. Arguably, if not England's biggest threat for this World Cup, Argentina, Messi and Argentina, I should really say, off to a very shaky start. However, hats off to them for making a comeback. Do you think that they were truly tested, though, in this one? Well, I do. I definitely do. They came off of a defeat against Saudi Arabia. And nobody expected that, them to do, lose a match like that. And I'm kind of more afraid of Argentina now, to be honest with you guys. Because they came off stronger in the previous matches, in the latest matches. So uh, a week, a, kind of a weak performance against Saudi Arabia in the second half. First half was phenomenal. They scored four goals, you know. Two of them were barely offside, so it should have been a 3-0. But it was a 1-0, and then they got scored two goals in the second half. So that showed everybody that they had to work on their own, on, on different aspects of the game, mainly the defense, the, def- the defense for sure. 
And also, uh, when you have to score a goal, when you're behind uh, in the scoreboard, it also showed that Argentina might not be as effective as if it was a tie, if it was a tie or if they were up in the game. But they play a lot better again against Mexico. They were a lot more solid. And they had some uh, difficulties for sure. Mexico is a great team, very solid defensively. But they scored two goals, two great goals. And then uh, against Poland, they just dominated Poland from the start of the match to the end. It was incredible, you know, from Argentina's standpoint. So I'm really impressed with the football that they showed this last two matches, especially against Poland. And um, I'm, I got to admit, I'm more afraid now. So we got to see what's going to happen. Yeah, I felt like in that Argentina-Poland match, Poland just offered nothing. I mean, as great of a striker Lewandowski is, he offers no pace in behind. Wonsak, are they making it past around a 16? Hell no. I don't think they deserve to go through, to be honest, really. Like, it's, they, had, they had nothing against Argentina, like Theo mentioned. No plan, no pressure whatsoever. We saw it for, from Japan, right? In the first half, they were just getting pinned back. But then in the second half, with the substitutions, they came out firing and they scored two goals. Poland, on the other hand, even when they were getting dominated for the whole, throughout the whole game, they didn't offer any threat, no change from the, from the coach whatsoever. I mean, I, I think they knew they were still going through, but they were very much hanging on by the threads. You know, they were only going through by, I think, yellow cards, I believe, at that point, until Saudi Arabia had scored. But Poland, it, I, I, they're just, they don't, I don't think they have enough quality to, I mean, to even consider going up against France with the way France had performed in, in their first two games. And France did top their group, breaking the curse, the champion's curse, the World Cup champion's curse of not coming out the group. They've broken it in flying colors. Would you say that this is really a sign of their strength, this upcoming World Cup one, sack, Or do you feel like their group was kind of easy? I wouldn't say it was easy. You know, Denmark, they had beaten France twice in, in the previous six months, I believe. As well as Australia, I know they thrashed them four one, but hey, they they beat the other two teams and they made it to the round of sixteen. Although having watched Australia as they are in the same conference as us, they were very shaky throughout the qualifications, but they really stepped up in the World Cup. And I mean, the biggest disappointment has to be Denmark, right? Me, and as well as a lot of people, piped them as the biggest dark horse for the World Cup they go home with a single point and that was against Tunisia. That's what I was going to ask you is, you know, you, you were mentioning that I asked if their group was, was too easy and you said Denmark was in the group, but they didn't really perform at all. Theo, what do you think about Australia in this one though? A real shock, to be honest, after having to go through a, a playoff round no, absolutely. They just showed that they, they had the guts, you know. They had the guts to beat Denmark. And they just played everything that they didn't play in the qualifiers, like Wansak mentioned. Because that was the impression I had of Australia before. They were, they were going to be a very shaky team. They were not going to offer much. But they were on top of their games, you know. They weren't the, the most uh, skillful players. They weren't uh, by far the most skillful uh, squad in the group. 
but they even they they showed us that they could do a lot with what they had even though they were very limited in, uh, in some aspects of the game they could still do it to a point where they could push it to their limits and still get what they needed so they got a win against tunisia and a win against denmark and denmark like once i've mentioned what a disappointment man uh, we as a group in the previous episode we pointed uh, denmark moving up to the semifinals how crazy is that <laughs> you pointed them point. to move up to the semifinal i know me. i know don't blame me though because we're in this together man we're a team Ah, uh, boy. But as we said, this World Cup was full of shocks. And speaking of shocks, Group E probably presented with one of, if not the biggest shock of this World Cup. Japan topping what was arguably the group of death. From the 2014 World Cup champions in Germany to a heavyweight in Spain, Germany getting knocked out. Spain winning 7-0 in their opening game and still only coming second in their group. Hats off to Japan. Or should we say, what the fuck was going on with Germany? Which one are you thinking, Theo? I, don't, I know what Theo is going to say, though. I know he's going to use this opportunity so well. Well, I think it's a mix of both, actually, bro. And to be honest with you guys, I feel sorry for Germany. Because I, I did want to play them. But it's not going to be possible anymore. <laughs> I wanted to give Germany the final payback now, but maybe next time. We'll see. But, man, I, I just think that hindsight uh, took over in this one, you know? Because everybody, when we saw Germany and Spain in the same group, we were like, automatically, we were like, okay, so those two teams are going to move up. We didn't even consider at all Japan, you know? We didn't look at Japan's, Japan's squad. We didn't look at the previous matches. We didn't see what they were going to offer you know, to the group in general. We just saw that Spain and Germany were going to move up, and we just assumed that. And if you look at Japan's uh, first half against Germany and Spain, they got dominated. They didn't shoot a single ball into the goal. They didn't shoot at all. No shots. And they were they were beaten by Spain, like, 82 to 18 in the first half, uh, possession-wise. Germany, almost the same thing. And then they just came back in the second half and scored two goals, two winning goals in both games. So I guess this hindsight bias also took over uh, Germans and Spanish players too. You know, maybe they just thought they were, they were gonna get the, they were gonna get an easy win. They were gonna get away with that, and then they just uh, they just lost the matches as a result. So Japan is here just to show us that you just gotta be aware, man. You know, you gotta be aware of every team that's gonna play in your group, and you you can't let you can't let your guard down at any time. You know. Because a team as quick as Japan, with a quick build-up, quick passes, quick touches, quick movement, they can get you, man, on the counterattacks. And they showed us that they beat Spain and Germany. So they can go. They can go very far in this World Cup. One sec, with the talent they've gotten and what they've shown so far, how far can they go? Yeah, I certainly didn't expect them to top the group. But I don't know if that was the best decision from them because now they have to, even if they beat Croatia, they have to face most likely Brazil in the quarterfinals. Spain, on the other hand, I mean, I think they ended up benefiting because they avoid Brazil. I mean, they they face Morocco. They're going to take on Portugal or Switzerland if they do proceed to the next round in the quarterfinals. I mean, that's a much easier route to the finals than what Japan are going to have to face. But just coming back to the other two European giants, I think Spain 
should have, I think they messed up, right? They, they already saw what happened against Germany. And Japan were down 1-0 and they came back to score two quick goals. And like Theo mentioned, that was a game that Germany dominated, especially in the first half. They just couldn't find the back of the net. And same thing with Spain. Morata had a good chance to make it 2-0, but then he straight it, he shot it straight at the keeper. I I think they just got complacent. Or they were indeed just happy with, with the score at 1-0. Or um, at the end, they even looked like they were looking to settle for a 2-1 loss. You know, with the with the score being at 4-2 for Germany, knowing Spain were safe. But I think what this highlights is we look at both teams, right? Spain and Germany. They don't really have a striker who can bury those chances. And I know Spain scored seven against Costa Rica, but I think that was a bit of a fluke. Uh, no, I don't know how Costa Rica responded from that to beat Japan 1-0 and put up a decent fight against Germany. But I think as Spain goes upwards in, in the tournaments, I think that's where they're going to find it really tough that they don't have someone that they can rely on to, to be the goal scorer. It's very interesting to realize that for a moment, Japan and Costa Rica were moving up to the round of 16, you know, for a few minutes. Yeah. So only how for, crazy, yeah. crazy would that have been? Or... That would have been frigging wild. That would have been, honestly, I was really hoping that that would have been the case. That would have been hilarious to see Spain score seven in the first game, win 7-0, and still not make it to the next round. But before we move on to the next group, I want to ask you both a question. Was that ball out? No. You see the view from from up top, I think. I think they have a camera on, on top of the stadium. And just by a fraction of the line, the ball was slightly on the line. Theo, you can, you, you can yeah. see it. You can see it. It's, it's, I don't think it's up for debate, really. I know the angle that the TV camera showed, it looked like the ball was completely out. But I guess there's a rule in, in the book that says in the whole of the ball has to be out, you know, from, from the top angle. And it wasn't out. So, I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is. It's, it's just out. Theo? Yeah. And at first, yeah, at first we all we all want to say that's out, you know. Whenever we see the first shot, uh, we definitely have the impression that the ball was out. But today, FIFA released a kind of a tape uh, showing why the ball wasn't out because of the angle of the camera that was uh, shown to us. So I kind of believe that the ball was still in, you know, was still in play, and that's what the technology, uh, and that's why the technology is here for. You know, just to help us out in cases like this, you know. Uh, I don't think there was any anything suspicious in this matter. Right, and that's that's all we asked for. We just asked for an explanation, really, and uh, an legitimate explanation. Moving on to the next group, though. Croatia, runners-up of the previous World Cup, were runners-up again in Group F. But to a surprise winner in the form of Morocco at the expense of Belgium. Theo, what is your take on Belgium's performance? I mean, it just looks like KDB doesn't even care to play for Belgium. It's like he only wants to play for City. Yeah, good point. I mean, I'm not sure whether he cares or not, but it definitely looks like he doesn't care, you know, as much as he cares for City, at least, you know. We don't know his personal uh, preferences, but we definitely know that he doesn't talk to Courtois and that 
of for sure that affects how they play, how they communicate and how they see themselves as a team, you know, as a squad. And of course, that's going to impact your match results too. And also, uh, other than uh, De Bruyne and Courtois, there's also more clashes inside the squad, you know. There's also uh, Lukaku and Batshuayi. Uh, there's Hazard and, uh, uh, and Trossard. They don't like each other, you know. So how do you manage a squad like that? I don't know, you know. Maybe that's why Martinez is out. He's a great, play, uh, great coach, sorry. But he just saw that he couldn't manage uh, his own squad. And a golden generation like that, uh, we had so much high expectations for Belgium that just ended up not paying off, you know. They were third last in the last World Cup. Then we had this high expectations of maybe they were going to reach the finals or maybe they're going to do uh, as a great job as they did the, the last time around. But they just got knocked out in the group stage. That's frustrating. Yeah, I mean, I had a feeling that they were going to flop besides their expectations. But to this extent, I was not seeing this at all. Once out, what are your thoughts about the group winners, though, Morocco? Yeah, I mean, very impressive. Ziyech, I think he had some troubles with the previous manager, and he's only come back into the team before the World Cup. But I think they're really playing as a team, unlike Belgium, like Theo mentioned. I, I mean, they deserve to be to be the leaders of this group. You know, they beat Belgium by two goals to nil. They also beat Canada with a bit of fortune in the in the last game of the group. But hey, I mean, from 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 the expectations, the way they were, you know, I don't think many people were giving them a chance. I mean, I think even Canada were were more had more expectations than Morocco did, but led by, they have some key players there, you know, Ziyech, Hakimi, Mazraoui as well. Um, I, yeah, they all, they deserve that, that first place and they'll get to face Spain, unfortunately, because of Japan's heroics, but yeah, kudos to them. Hey Noah, uh, do you think they stand any chance against Spain? I mean, I guess we would say they have to. Spain clearly faltered in the in the group stages. They, I don't think they met their expectations at all. And I think Morocco exceeded those expectations. So with the results that have been happening so far this World Cup, all these, all these shocks, these shock results, I think anything can happen. So the ball is round. We don't want to rule anything out, really. They could do it. Oh, especially given that Spain lost to Russia in the last World Cup in the PKs. So, you know, if it goes to extra time and then PKs again, maybe that's going to be inside the Spanish Spanish players' minds, you know? That's a very, very big big point right there. This this whole game is a, is a mental contest at the end of the day. Because all these players have the skill, but the mental, the mental fortitude is what's going to carry the real champions beyond beyond the teams and beyond these matches. Now, to a team that could potentially be champions, it's potential, though, Theo. Let's not get too excited here, all right? But what do you have to say about your side, Brazil, as far as that excitement goes? How excited are you now? I'm super excited, to be honest. I'm not as excited as I was yesterday, for sure, because today Brazil lost to Cameroon, as we all know. But the same happened to France. France came with an alternate squad, and they lost to Tunisia. 
But I would say Brazil played a lot better than uh, against Cameroon than France against Tunisia. That's because Brazil dominated the whole match. Brazil had clear chances of scoring goals. Gabriel Martinelli, Noah, your guy, he had at least three clear chances. The keeper with two fantastic saves. And Brazil as a whole was playing good, solid defensively, didn't let uh, Cameroon play at all in the first half. But then a few players, they weren't in the same tune, I would say, like Anthony, for example. Anthony had a bad match today. Uh, Gabriel Jesus didn't do much for the team. Uh, Fabinho with a great participation, but uh, Bruno Guimarães came from the bench in the second half and didn't play as good as Fabinho or Fred was playing uh, okay in the first half. So, I mean, as a squad, as the collective, I'm very, uh, I'm very optimistic for Brazil. I think we can at least, at the very least, reach the semifinals because we're going to face South Korea now. I'm sorry, Wonsak, but we're going to have to beat you guys. You know, we were counting on uh, Uruguay to move up, not South Korea. <laughs> but th that's, that's okay. That's okay. And then if we beat South Korea, we're probably going to play uh, Croatia or Japan. And then that should be an easy win. Not in, I'm not going to say easy win. That should be a win for Brazil. And then I'm seeing Brazil moving up to the semifinals. I'm not, I'm not sure what's going to happen there, you know. But I see Brazil, uh, Brazil's main strength uh, being the squad, uh, the collective, you know, the same direction, the same goal. Uh, what, we saw, what, what we saw that was lacking in Belgium, we, we see that Brazil has in lots, you know, which is the, the confidence, uh, this... So we see in Brazil this collaborative mindset, you know, everybody fighting for the same goal. So I'm very optimistic. I see us reaching the semifinals, but I'm not sure what really happens after that. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to stand in your way. <laughs> <laughs> it's over, bro. It's over. South Korea coming to haunt you. But I want to touch on the other match that happened. Switzerland versus Serbia in that one. What a crazy game. One sec, what do you think about that? What what does that say about Switzerland's fighting spirit in this one? Do you think that that kind of mentality is going to be able to carry them to the next round, even into the quarterfinals? Yeah, like we said, they, they play as a team. You know, I, I wish they'd scored just one more so that they could have knocked Brazil to the, to the runners of position and we don't have to face Brazil. But, I mean, Switzerland... I mean, this is what we said. We they don't have any star players, but well, I mean, do they? I mean, Shakiri, Jaka. I don't even know if you would call them star players, but they're very solid. You know, they beat every other team except for Brazil. They they were very like they were stifled against Brazil, right? They didn't have any shot on target, I don't think. So maybe their quality is in question when they do come up against the better oppositions. But remember last year, they beat France in penalties i believe and they took italy to penalties as well who who then went on to become the champions so yeah i mean i fully expected them to go through and they did and we'll see how they come up against portugal but i think they have a have a decent chance against portugal as well and finally <laughs> the man scrapes through finally <laughs> What a scare that was, but the man made it. It's funny to mention that even Wonsock didn't have the those high hopes, you know, of, yeah, we're going to make it to the round of 16. No, he was like, fuck it, man. We're not going to make it. <laughs> no, I mean, I always did. I just didn't want to jinx it. <laughs> the, man jinx. the man is the king of jinx, bro. No, yeah, I mean, 
going into the last game, I, I, I didn't really have any expectations. I, I mean, are, okay, so what's the point of starting the games at the same time when, when the second game ends a whole 10 minutes after the first game? But, I mean, whatever, right? I guess I guess something happened in the, in the first half of that game. But, oh my days. When that last free kick was called for Uruguay, and I think it was the 99th minute, I mean, that, that's just prime story for Uruguay to score, you know, and, and to, to go through, right? But luckily, they didn't. Uruguay were, were poor, unexpectedly. I mean, maybe, un, maybe a bit expected because they struggled in the qualifications as well, at least in the beginning. Their squad is aging, and I, I think we saw that. I think Cavani, Suarez, had they been three or four years earlier, I think they score at least one against us. I think they had a few chances and maybe it's a different story, but an aging squad, I think this is their limitation. Portugal looks strong, looks stronger than I thought. They, The manager is kind of like Southgate. He's very pragmatic, but at least in the group stages, he showed his attacking side of the game a lot more than, than he is used to or um, that I'm used to seeing from him. And I think Ghana was a surprise as well. They put up a good fight against Portugal. They beat us with three shots, three goals. I mean, talk about clinical, right? But at the end, he who laughs last laughs the best. And I'm certainly, I, I was laughing, you know, two, two hours ago. But now that we're facing Brazil, I mean, I, I'm happy. I'm happy we made it to the round of 16. That's, that's, um, that's, that's more than what I could have asked for. So the man now, it's the <laughs> now it's me who's laughing one sec. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I don't I don't think there's any chance we, we beat Brazil, to be honest. You know, you say Neymar's hurt. Oh yeah, let me just put on Vinicius or Martinelli. I mean, is this a joke? <laughs> like we also gotta remember that the last time Brazil played South Korea, uh, we beat you guys five to one. You know, so if we play at least as well as we did last time around. You guys are going to face some serious problems, but it's the World Cup. Anything can happen. So, you know, I wouldn't be too surprised to see South Korea and Brazil tying, you know, and maybe you guys getting a goal at the extra time, or, you know, taking it to PKs. But Brazil should take this match. Yeah, I don't think there's any chance of it being 5-1, but, but yeah. Yeah. Don't and Noah, what no. do you make of... And <laughs> Benjing Sinai. Noah, what do you make of Ronaldo's reaction after being subbed off in this game? Bro, I mean, Ronaldo's been doing it from time. I mean, this is not the first time that we see him with this type of act. It's not even a shock anymore. I don't know. Even after the, the whole interview that we saw before the World Cup, we know what kind of frame of mind he's in. He knows that he's established enough to be able to kind of do these things and get away with it. And... I just don't think it's a good example to set. When you're this level of celebrity, this level of icon, so many kids are watching you. This is the example you want to set. When you have this type of power and this type of fame, you have to set a good example. No matter even whatever. Like, look, I can't necessarily speak, right? I'm not in the guy's shoes. I don't really fully know. But from an outside perspective, it doesn't look right. And this is not how... He should be acting at this level. Yeah, and just from watching his his play, I've watched him play for obviously United so far. 
when I was playing, when we were playing against him today, I, I was sad when he when he got taken off because I, I wanted him to stay on. Like really, like he he's just that poor. So I'm thinking, I'm mean, I don't think Portugal are gonna win the the World Cup, but when they do fall short, I think it, it's going to be because of Ronaldo because I think man, the managers in in his job still after the the last two disappointing tournaments because he has Ronaldo's support and he's not going to bench Ronaldo in in the tournament and if Ronaldo is not performing which I I don't really expect him to that's what's going to stop Portugal from going any further than maybe quarterfinals or semifinals what I found funny in this group was in the Uruguay Ghana match now I mean Ghana have been waiting for this moment for 12 years to get revenge on Uruguay, get revenge on Suarez for the handball in 2010. They get the penalty again. And Andre Ayu, what are you doing, bro? You have the chance for you and the people of Ghana. They're depending on you. 12 years. And you go miss, bro? Come on, yo. What do you think about Ghana, Theo? I mean, we know that they were the, the, the worst-ranked team, but do you feel like they really look like the worst-ranked team in the whole World Cup? Definitely not, especially after seeing Qatar and Canada playing. Well, I don't want to sound too harsh on both Qatar and Canada, but Ghana showed us more, more than uh, both of those teams. I don't think it was only Ghana who was behind Ghana's back, you know. I think it was the whole world, you know. Everybody wanted Ghana to give Uruguay the payback. And this was supposed to be the time, the day and time, today. But you lost the PK. He just missed it, you know. Uh, easy save for the, for the keeper. And then I think it was just a mental game from then on, you know. They just uh, lost the mindset. Thank you very much, guys, for tuning in. Really appreciate your support. Make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on, Apple Music, Spotify. Hit the subscribe button. Make sure to download the episode and share it with a friend. One of your friends that like football, put it in our football group chat. And don't forget to turn on those notifications so you guys don't miss any episodes and you stay up to date. And as well, the link to our Facebook page is in the description and the bio. So go get clicking, join our discussion, like our page, and share our page. Let's get some good football discussion going, and let's get the chat on. Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in as always, and peace out.